Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Throwing Fits. Just the boys today. We have an awesome interview, pre-recorded interview, with uh, MMA fighter and undefeated fighting out of the red corner, Mr. Isaac Dolgarian. Um, yes, if you don't know who that is, I strongly encourage you to look him up. An incredibly interesting individual. Uh, really fun interview with him. Took a, took a couple minutes out of his day to meet with the boys, and we certainly appreciate that. But in the meantime, Monix, um, our hearts are broken, man. Yeah, I mean, pretty depressed right now. I mean, we're recording this on Friday, June 4th, so as you guys may know, June 3rd was one of the saddest days for me and James, mm. I would say. I mean, we, we've had our bandwagon for a couple years, the Los Angeles Lakers. After they lost game five, we decided that we needed to find a new bandwagon, and we chose the Blazers. Um, and as you may know, both of those bandwagons derailed last night. Very who are we rooting for? I mean, who do, I we mean got? who do we got left? The options, I'm hopping on the anybody against the Nets bandwagon. Yep, uh-huh. So that's one bandwagon, and... I think that goes hand in hand with being on the Bucks bandwagon. I think you have to, which sucks because all season I'm rooting against the Bucks. For sure. And then next thing you know, now I got to root now for I'm, them. Now I have to be a Bucks fan because exactly. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not going to root for the Nuggets. Yeah, definitely not the Clippers. Definitely not the Nuggets. The no Nets Clippers. can go kick rocks. Next, fuck themselves. I mean, the Sixers I could care less about. Yeah. I mean, who who do we have? Sixers are injured. Like they're not even going to be. I mean, the Wizards are gone. We got them, and like I, like I talked to James earlier. Like I would support the Mavs, but I feel like I want to support someone that actually has a chance, has a chance to win a couple rounds. Like the Mavs are good, but the the Mavs are the Luca show. Like without Luca, there's nobody, and that's including Kristaps. Kristaps Porzingis, Sucks. he is bad. Like he actually, those injuries I think have derailed his career because the dude plays so soft. And I don't know if that's because Rick Carlisle doesn't know what he's doing with them, but what happened to the Kristaps that had a putback dunk every single game? Dude, he like he's big for no reason. Yeah, he's just like he's one of these dudes. who's just like he wishes he was six foot six, like so he could just shoot every yep. time. He wishes he was Luca. And I've heard things about how like apparently him and Luca don't get along outside of I basketball have heard that too. too. Like, yeah. I, so what's up with that? Yeah. What is like? I mean, he's. <sighs> They when that trade happened, it was very Mavericks like. They they love their foreign players, and yeah. even now they have a ton of them. Yeah, with the Maxi Klebas yeah, of the world yeah. and, and the Lucas. Is JJ the, still? No, Beretta. he's a uh, no. Oh, he went to Spain. Oh, JJ Barea. Yeah, yes, JJ they do Bre- have JJ yeah. Redick. Yeah, they oh, do. Yeah, yeah. They, so they traded a JJ for a JJ. Yeah, good for JJ Barea. He's in Spain now. Probably balling. Hear it up. me out here. I just thought about this on the spot. What if? I mean, did you see Dame's cryptic Instagram caption yesterday? I did not. Okay, so basically he posted on Instagram, and he said something along... It's from a Nipsey Hussle song. It's fucking... Let me find it real quick. Okay. He said, in quotations, because it's in his song, Stay Dedicated, he said, How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? He posted that right after the game. That's about his. That's not even like a subtweet. That yeah, is a like, straight up he's like saying like how I'm long thinking do about I getting have out of Portland? Because yeah. he's the most loyal dude he in is. basketball, and he would never post something like right? that. Which is why him doing it makes me think. But like even that, even if he did the whole I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you know I'm gonna take my talents to L A. Whatever. Yeah. 
I don't think he would even get like reprimanded for that. Like no. he has been so loyal his whole yeah. career. Like he does. If anyone deserves, deserves to be it. on a winning team, it's Damian Lillard. Exactly. So he. So what I'm thinking is the Mavericks pull together a Kristaps, maybe like Tim Hardaway, three first round picks. You go get Damian. Man, I mean. Damien and Luca would be box office. They would be. I don't know how well they're who's play getting together, rebounds on that team. Yeah, that's who's yeah. like who's hey, guarding Boban. Yeah, Bob. Okay, <laughs> Bobby. All right. No, it's. I'm just thinking out loud, like because. I mean, I feel like the Mavs are going to want to get rid of Kristaps after this year because they're paying him a bag and a half. Yeah, way the too Trailblazers are going to want to get rid of not get. Rid, they don't want to, but like. It seems to me as if yeah. that was Dame's last game in a Blazers uniform because I think he understands now that, like, if he doesn't dip, he's never going to Never going to win, Because they're, like, each year, year in and year out, I feel like they do get a better roster. Yeah. But then they're still the five through eight seed yeah. every year. They're just, like, <laughs> it, yeah. it comes down to, like, they have so much talent, dude. Like, they do. Yusuf Nurkic averages a triple-double with fouls every night. Dude, dude. he fouled out every game. Dude, he averaged yeah. five fouls this like, year. Yeah. He fouled out, like, do in the that? past five games. Yeah. yeah. How do you average five fouls? Five of the six dude. games. And, like, obviously, CJ is one of the most gifted scorers just at all three levels. So Norm Powell's a bucket. Though. Yeah, Norman's then, a like, bucket. Roko, Robert Covington's a bucket. And Damian Lillard's the, one of the top... I mean, dude, when he's on, he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah, literally. I, 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 have, to, literally. I have to give him that. There is literally. nobody that when they are, when they are, when, okay, well, first of all, when there's two minutes left in the game, he is the best player in the because world. Because they're down by 12 with two minutes left. And, and they're then, in the game yeah, every time. and then they're in the yeah. game. I think, I do think it might have just been a little reactionary of him sending that cryptic Instagram post. Yeah, like right after I still think he's just too loyal to the Portland area. I feel like we need to start hashtag get LeBron James to Portland. Well, like, this is the thing, though. Remember how loyal Russell was with OKC? This is true. And he, I mean, he probably did more for OKC than Dame because he won an MVP there. KD dipped. He stayed, which is why I feel like if somebody like Russ dipped, Damien might just be like, you know what? It would have to be. It would have to be a trade. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, it would have it would to be have a trade. To be like, and it would have to be one of those, like how OKC did it, where like P, they traded PG, so they asked Russ, like, yeah. okay, do, do you want to be here? Yeah, do yeah. you still want to nah. be here? But I still, I, I gotta believe Damien. It just means too much to him to like not follow this trend of like we're gonna go make yeah. a super team. So I think literally, I think we have to get LeBron to Portland. Yeah, dude. I, I would, think we have to bolster the Portland. I would lineup. love it. Yeah. I mean, they've got a free agent after next year. (laughs) Let's get on to Portland. And then, dude, honestly, I I mean, we've talked about it earlier. I didn't think it was the Lakers year just because of all the I mean, I had hope towards the end that once everyone got healthy. Um, I got duped into thinking Andre Drummond was good. Dude, I don't know. I think I honestly just don't. I don't think they know how to use them. This this season kind of made me realize that, like, Frank Vogel may just be. I don't know, like, maybe last year was just a good year. Right. Like, he had the talent and the dudes because, I don't know, some of the lineups he was putting in, like, okay, so his so he puts in Mark Gasol to start over Andre, but I didn't realize that meant that Andre just doesn't play Wasn't going to play? Yeah, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in a team like the Suns, like, is Mark Gasol guarding DeAndre Aiden? Because fuck no, yeah, he's no. not. No, he's like, not. He's yeah. not. Andre Drummond's the only dude that could bang bodies with them because AD is, I mean, uh, he wasn't healthy the whole time. Yeah, I just, 
I don't know. Like, I don't think there were t- there was talks about how they want to bring him back and stuff. And like, unless they bring in a new coach, they better let Andre. Walk yeah, walk yeah, for his own good. Like, yeah. this is yeah. Because like just, you said, they just don't know how to use him. Exactly, yeah. they didn't know how to use him. They're. They needed. I mean, the Lakers have two dudes that need to stay on the roster, and everybody else needs to get yeah. out. Like Dennis Schroeder, he's a free agent this year. They should not give him a dime. He already declined a yeah. giant contract, exactly. so he's like, "I'm out of here." It makes sense. Like the fit wasn't there. I guess. Like I thought it was, but I don't. I think Dennis wants to be like averaging 20 points a game. Like he wants to be the dude. One of those dudes has to be on a trash <laughs> roster exactly. to, to be themselves. And Dennis seems like the type Russell of dude Westbrook. that. Yeah. Right, that maybe Dennis will go to like a shit a shit team and then just be their dude. I mean, it brings up an interesting point, dude. I wonder how much moving and shaking is going to happen in in the off season this year. Because like last year, I feel like was and then a year before that even too was like a completely brand new NBA. Yeah, right. So both like. Times. And then, of course, you've got the Nets who are going to have to figure out if they're going to have to. So is James Harden under contract right now? Yeah. He's so they, they have him, what, for the three years yeah, that two, Houston three wanted to Yeah. Basically, if you like think about it, there's a lot of dudes that I think could be on the move. Like We could make like a little list, like Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. I think they're both on the move this offseason. Yeah. I don't see. I mean, like Bradley Beal right after the game. It's right after the game, but they asked him, what do you see about your future? Uh, with the Wizards, and he just said, I, d- I don't want to talk about it. Mm, so, like, those. Yeah. you know what I mean? And he's got to be fed up. So, that's two dudes I think could be in the move. I mean, John Wall is nothing crazy. I doubt he's on the Rockets next year. They're like, forgot about John yeah, Wall. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, if the Clippers lose, how could Kawhi go back? Because he's a free agent. How would he go back? Like, does he go to the Lakers this time? Well, I fucked up. Now I'm going to go to the Lakers. Now so all my stuff's already in LA. I can just move it over. Yeah. Right. Down I the mean, street. dude, it's, I, first of all, I, I honestly, I'm starting to think LeBron and AD, like the way I saw them play this year has really discouraged me. Like yeah, they're starting term. to kind of show their age. And LeBron, AD more yeah, than AD, LeBron. Yeah, I was going to say LeBron not as much as AD. Like AD is – dude, I saw a list of his injuries in the past three years, and I couldn't stop scrolling on my yeah, phone. Like dude, the list was just knee – his knees are fucked up. His groin's fucked up. His shoulder's fucked yeah, up. It's, neck, back. Like, I mean, AD might be done – he might like call it a career in like four or five years. It's not, it's like that. He's like the Joel Embiid, but he's avoided those super serious injuries. Like Joel's been yeah. out for the year, like every yeah. year, but still like, and that's another interesting point. The Sixers, dude, I don't yeah, think, or, well, they're obviously not going to win a championship yeah, this year. Let's not, not get crazy. Yeah. So that whole, I mean, Ben Simmons was in trade talks all this year. Yeah, they're still talking about, you know, is is he, you know, is he worth more on the trade val- trade market than he is actually on, on the court? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm honestly back and forth on that. I think if you can get a, a decent enough, like what Ben Simmons wants to be like a scorer. Yeah. But I don't know if you can replace like all the things that Ben Simmons does. Like the only, it's just about fit. Yeah. It's about fit. And I think that what their fit is, is that they need like a Bradley Beal. Like they need like a point guard slash shooting guard who can take the last shot. Cause that was always what we talked about is that like you, I don't know, like as a center, 
you can't really how do you take the last yeah shot? how do they call you know it? what yeah. i mean yeah. like a team sends their they have a center guard in them and they send their point guard or someone then you immediately have to pass like yeah you're not about to out dribble you're gonna get double teams exactly like, yeah. so like that's the whole thing and then ben can't shoot so he can't take the last nope. shot tobias like i mean he could tobias can take could. the last shot but like you want your number three yeah like that's your, your guy yeah like yeah. that's your dude that's your closer i mean who says no in a Tobias and Ben for Brad Beal when like you know both si- like something like that like That'd when you know wild. both sides are like it's all about fit and I just think there's a team that could really use Ben Simmons a lot better than he's being used same way that the Sixers could use a guard a lot better than what Ben Simmons does for them so I'm just trying to think of different people like Brad Beal would be a good fit obviously Damian would be a good fit if I, they pray. Switched, uh, I pray for Damian Lillard dude yeah. I, just, I hope he can figure I hope that they build a team around him like make the make the ultimatum that like um, James Harden did exactly it was like if you don't build me a championship roster dude i'm wasting my time exactly and i'm that's almost the thing, 30 like, or maybe i am 30 i dude, don't know like we said like their roster this year was actually really good yeah. like i liked it on paper i mean they have like mellow is their eighth man and he's still getting buckets yeah. occasionally so like i don't know i think the duo of damien and cj won't work now and it's just I don't know. I just long term. I mean, it's we've seen what they can do. They've peaked. Like, yeah, no, this they is peaked. plateaued. Yeah, for sure. there's no way I could see them doing any better than they have done, which is make the playoffs and lose in the first mm-hmm. round, which is a it's a disgrace, it dude. Is. I mean, Damian Lillard is so much better than that. Dude. It's he like is, CP3 was on the Hornets. Like he made the playoffs every year, but that's it. That's it. That's first all First round yeah. exit. Second round maybe on a. He didn't even make the second round until he went to the Clippers. So like the dude. Is CP3 on a one-year deal? Yeah, he declined his option. Okay. So he's a free agent after this year. I'm sure he wants to re-sign with the Suns, but I thought I saw something that he just wants like a three-year over a hundred million dollar contract or something. I'm sure he fucking does, and I'm dude. sure he'll get it. Yeah, he would, and it would be a team like the Suns yeah. that would give it to him, like. Going back to uh, that's I was I was trying to hint at maybe him coming to L.A. But yeah, I just that would be huge. I mean, if they had a ball handler like that and then Braun and yeah, AD, oh, I mean, dude, that would be. Yeah, I just don't see it now, especially after they played and shit. And this, I just feel like he, in his head, he's probably thinking like, okay, I just beat this team, so like if I stay on this team, we're probably better. I don't know. Yeah. You never know what these dudes are really thinking, anyways. But I just I know the Lakers they've got to do some moving and they shaking. They have a plan. Dude. I mean, Kuzma won't be on, he can't be on the roster. Dude, next he can't year. even find the box score. Dude, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Oh my god! And the funniest thing I was on Twitter this morning. I saw a picture somebody posted when from a couple years ago yeah, with it, Kobe and LeBron and then lockers. Kuzma right behind. Dude. It's like, bruh. It's like the table has been set for the next yeah. generation. Like, oh god, you couldn't have been more wrong. Exactly. He's like the seventh best player and right above him is Contavious Caldwell Pope who shouldn't be on the roster either it's it's, all these dudes that were doing all these great things like KCP had one of the best shooting percentages from behind the arc in the league in regular in the regular regular season season. like um, Alex Caruso didn't show up Kuz was last year he was the third option like he had a couple game winners or at least one that I can think of yeah one I can remember Um, and then uh, just when it came down to it Marcus or Markeith Morris barely played. Yeah, Montrez barely Montrez played. Didn't play. Which see, and that's another thing. Like that doesn't really make sense to me. Like, wh- where's the? 
Like at some point, you got to try all these crazy yeah. lineups. Like, why didn't they ever try a lineup? Like, this might sound crazy, but like, why didn't you try like a LeBron, Kuz, AD, Montrez, and fucking Dan Andre Drummond? Or or Andre, I'm there just saying, go. like, a huge lineup. Yeah, use like, the size. That, that's, that's what they did last year. That's what was that's so, so confusing. Many like, they got Andre Drummond, and then all he did was. Like he was barely ever just sitting. He was never really just posting dudes up. No. Like, he was only setting picks, not rolling. He was like flashing out. It was just, it was just really confusing yeah. to me. And even when he started, he would play like the first six minutes, and then, and then ne- maybe never another again. couple yeah. minutes, like in the second half. So it was, it's confusing. Maybe just fucking get rid of Vogel and hire Jason Kidd. Like that was their. There you go. That's apparently what their whole reason for hiring Jason Kidd as an assistant in the first place was. I'm seeing a lot of like Chauncey Billups getting talked to as being a head coach a lot of uh Maybe some Sam Cassell. It doesn't matter, dude. LeBron is going to take this team wherever LeBron wants to take this team if he can stay healthy. It doesn't, you know, put Ty Lue. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And that was the biggest thing is just like, I mean, they need to be healthy. Yeah. And if that's like, that's what sucks for them is that like they didn't have that true number three option, which is why they just folded whenever one of them was out. Like they absolutely folded. I yeah, mean, it's literally like like before the season. If you would have asked, told me that the like the Lakers wouldn't have Anthony Davis the entire year until the playoffs, but they would have LeBron. I'd still tell you there'd be a three seed, dude. Because but even then, and now, and you see him play without yeah. AD, and they're just. Or without LeBron, yeah. they're just bad. Like on paper, that roster was better to me than their championship team because on paper, like 100%. you have two dudes that are six men of the that could be six men of the year, and Dennis and Montrez. Kuzma should be playing even better. It's his fourth year. He didn't. KCP played pretty well last yeah. year, so you expect the same. Right? And he did do well this year in the regular season. Didn't do shit in the playoffs. Taylor Horton Tucker started stepping up. Caruso should just be getting better year by year they added andre fucking drummond so who used he was like an all-star at one point so like rebounding champion that's what i mean you just you you had all these dudes that did all these things that you need to do to win a championship you had the three-point shooting which they were one of the worst in the league this year the best defensive team in the regular season come playoff time these dudes just I mean, they, you can be as good as defense as you want, but you have to be yeah, able to you score. You have to be able to score. And, dude, they, when you watch them, they could not score when LeBron, when it wasn't LeBron shooting. Like, game five and game six, but game five especially, it was like, unless LeBron's shooting, no one's making it, and even LeBron was shooting like shit. So Yeah, exactly. And, I and turned that game off within, like, the first, I think, yep, five to yep. ten minutes. As soon minutes, as Anthony yeah. Davis went out, yep. nope, I started watching anything else. I started rewatching Last Chance of You. <laughs> like, I was like, let me get something that's going to get my blood going again. It's just, I watched Garrett shush the, yeah, the ICC the Pirates. Yeah. Love that. Um, dude, I Anthony Davis has Kristaps Porzingisitis. He loves that mid-range jump shot, dude. And if you're hitting them, awesome. If you're Chris Paul and you make like eighty percent of them, every then one. shoot them as many as you want. 
But he is just like, you can get to the basket. The same with LeBron at these times. You can get to the basket whenever you want, and they're going to call a foul, even if there isn't a foul, because you are who you are. Exactly. Like, go to the basket, dude. Go to the free throw line. You can shoot those. Yeah. Like, that's the same shot you're shooting, but you <laughs> get two tries. Yeah, you get free ones. Yeah. Like, no one's in your way. Take your time. It just makes me so mad watching these guys play sometimes. And we are very bitter because yeah. both of our bandwagons exactly. are gone. But they were like the Lakers in the playoffs were just so frustrating to watch because it just was like, I don't even know. I couldn't like normally like if a team loses, you can be like, yeah, they need to shoot better. Like they didn't shoot that well this game, blah, blah, blah. But with the Lakers, it was like, okay, so they need to not turn over the ball. They need to shoot better. They need to rebound better. They need to like everything. Like they played so fucking bad. They played so bad. Let me tell you this. My rec team on Tuesday, we scored 85 points and that's what they scored. Not, I mean, obviously it's different, but I'm just saying, like, is it different, Monica? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying, if the rec team that I have, we had five dudes, no bench, and we scored 85, these dudes should at least get 90. You should like, be able, if you're in yeah. the NBA, you shouldn't be scoring. And you have LeBron, like, and then their stat lines are like LeBron 27 points, Dennis Schroeder zero, zero, Marcus zero. Yeah, everybody's like six, eight points, like four points. It's like. How the fuck could you expect? It's honestly, it's it almost was just like everybody just gave up, including LeBron when AD went in, what got injured, like because LeBron dipped with six minutes left in the game, he just went to the, and that's kind of like, I don't know, like LeBron's, I love LeBron and stuff, but like that type of shit is kind of like. Like you're the leader of this right, team. Definitely. What are you doing? There is like, de- why are you leaving early? Yeah, I actually had a guy come to the liquor store and talk to me about that. He's like, you know, you're gonna lose a team doing that. And I mean, exactly. I, I do get it. You're a 37 year old, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. those are. I mean, if and I think he was talking to me about when uh, LeBron injured his ankle, he left the game early or whatever. And I was yeah. like, well, I mean, that's you know, that's important. They got yeah. all sorts of technology, like get ice, whatever. But I do see like. You almost see LeBron starting to lose his teams. He's exactly. starting to like, and especially like when he makes when he makes you know a bad pass and someone's supposed to be where they're like they're not where they're supposed to be. He kind of like what the exactly. fuck are you doing? This, like, this Lakers team more than any I've seen in the past was really like egotistical. Yes. Like they all like Dennis had a huge ego. Montrez had an ego. Yep. Like they all were like they just kind of gave up when things went bad. But when things were good, they were like, like, like this is earlier the best. this year when LeBron hit that three and he turned around and he was like staring at the bench. Yeah. They were all hyped. Dude, I was like championship. Yeah, and that, at that time I was like, oh yeah, it's fucking signed, sealed, delivered. The next thing you know, Dennis takes the Lakers out of his bio before the game yep. yesterday. Like, oh, he, I didn't even see yeah, that. Like it was. Just, well, he's gone. Yeah. That's what I mean. There was just so much shit. Like, it seemed like they were just like, yeah, I'm not, we're not going to win. Like, they convinced themselves, like, we're not going to win. So they went into, after AD got hurt, into the playoffs, like, yeah, we're just, I mean, we're going to lose anyways. Let's just get this over with. I'm gonna I'm gonna start buying into the hype that Steph Curry's gonna join LeBron. That's Dude, that's where my heart is going to be for I the next wish. six months. It's going to be Steph, Dame. They're going to trade Anthony Davis, <laughs> Anthony Davis for, you know, for, Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, Steph, Dame, LeBron, and, like, you know, who cares and who cares? I and mean, they're just going to have six guys. They're going to have one sub. <sighs> and they're going to beat everybody by 100. 
and I'm gonna be a Lakers fan again. <laughs> exactly. But right now, dude, I am I'm a Bucks fan, yeah. I guess. Unless they unless the Lakers add like they actually need to add an all star caliber player this offseason, otherwise it's over. Yeah, no, they they like, just it's over. Because you almost have to go into now in every season expecting that like, okay, Anthony's gonna miss a couple months. Yep. Like he's gonna miss twenty games. Yep. You have to like expect it yeah. because because it's he, I don't think he's ever made it through a full season, no, dude. I mean no. I'm, I'm speaking out of my ass here. I don't know no, that for he, a fact. I, maybe but, like back in the day, yeah. but from what I, the recent years, no way. He's missed a lot of games every year. It is every it's, year. it's 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 so heartbreaking, dude. Having to like being such a big fan of this sport and wanting to be like wanting to root for somebody. Yeah. And just like you go to your backup bandwagon and that shit gets derailed. Yeah. Now you're on your backup backup bandwagon and you don't even you're not even a fan of this team. You're just like, okay, Bucks, let's beat the yeah. Nets. Like the it's, team I was rooting against all year is now the team I have to be yeah. like, yeah, fucking like, go let's Bucks. Let's go Bucks, yeah. baby. Oh God, dude. This makes it tough. And I'm I'm gonna watch regardless, but for sure. I hate watching games where I'm not just like on the edge of my seat, like right. win this shit, win this shit, like it just like I you hate could go it. either way. And exactly. I'm, like, I'm just rooting for a good game, exactly. I guess. Yeah, just entertain me. That's the nice thing though. Like I do hate the Nets to the point where like I will get that feeling yeah, of like, come on, Bucks, lose, like, please lose. win, yeah. But then like besides that, like we could root for the Mavs. Let's have them win the series first. No way, I'm rooting for the Nuggets. I just, just not a fan of the Nuggets at I'm all. Not either, man. They're just and not a fan of the fucking Jazz in the slightest. The Nuggets and Jazz are in that same category of just like good regular season teams. If you're a fan of them, I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you're never gonna win so a maybe, championship. Maybe it'll take a game or two, but maybe the Suns will be the team. I'm like, because like who from the West? So you're going Nuggets, Jazz, Suns, and Clippers Mavs or, Mavs. or Clippers? Like, are any of those teams even gonna win half a, like a half of basketball against the Nets? <laughs> like, no. they're getting clean swept up quick. Whoever that's like whoever goes out of the East, it's really win. whoever wins this Bucks net series is winning the championship. That's what I'm to thinking me. too. And and God damn it, please be the Bucks. Yeah, please be the Bucks. And if not, please Joel get healthy and just bang up the Nets in some way. Like hopefully this Bucks Nets series at least can go to six or seven if the Nets win, so that the next series can bang them up a little bit. The next, you know what I'm saying? They like, did say that this this postseason is like laid out for the Sixers because you have the next the Nets and Bucks playing each other, yeah. so you're gonna get a beat up whatever. Yeah, and they obviously they're the first seed, so they get the and they get the winner of a pretty weak series in the Hawks Knicks. They get so the, the Hawks, Hawks. Yeah, which is like the Hawks are not, not gonna, beating the Sixers. No, the Hawks are not good. It's like you had As to play the, the Wizards. Good. Yeah. Wizards, Hawks, and then a one of the other two best teams in the East, which have already played the other one. So it is definitely laid Dude, out. I would almost the, think that the uh, Wizards are even probably better than the Hawks and Knicks. I think the Wizards probably would have beat the Knicks in a seven game. You think so? Because of Bradley Beal, like these do Bradley Beal especially like when it comes to playoff time like they're not gonna beat the Sixers because the Sixers are so stacked yeah. like on paper stacked but I don't know like I, that's how like I'm questioning whether the Hawks could beat the Wizards which is makes me just think that the Sixers might just clean sweep them yeah I'm sure they will they'll give them the old it'll be four one or yeah four zero. Portray, yeah, portray, dude. That's another like uh, another like uh, that series was full of guys that need to get the hell out of their situations. Yeah. Julius Randle, Trey Young, and like, it's all dudes that are just like 
They're gonna be like they're not dipping though. Like yeah. Julius is a Nick no. for life, I bet now. Yeah, oh the dude, they're not letting him Trey dip. is probably a hawk for life. I mean, why would they ever let him dip? Unless he dipped on his own. But the Knicks gotta be a decent free agent destination. The, now. I was thinking that too. Like, okay, so if you're Kawhi, that's a pretty good place to go to. Like if you wanna be big market, this and that. But he's from LA, which is why it's different. It's just like if you get bounced in the first round as the higher seed how can you re-sign with that team? No, it you, wouldn't make sense to me. Two years in a row, falling short. Yeah, not even making the Western Conference Finals. Like, yeah, you got to blow that up. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... Mm. And now, I mean, I'm almost... I I, can't, I hate the Clippers, but it's like, I, if I want to root for a team that actually has a decent chance of winning some games, yeah, it's may, maybe I'm rooting for the Clippers. Yeah. Like, If it's against the Nets, I mean, out of those teams left, the Clippers have the best chance. Yeah, yeah, in the West, for yeah, sure. Yeah, in the West, because... And they might not even make it out of the yeah. first round, dude. That's why it's so hard. To, it's it's so hard to live and die on these bandwagons, man. It is. When you can just city just franchise, get us a team. God damn it. Get us a team, or Come at on, least Patrick if, Mahomes. Yeah. Make it happen, dude. Buy the buy the Knicks or buy <laughs> the buy the Bob or not not the Bobcats. The Hornets. The Hornets. They're that bad that I. Well, we we were they, they we were, were mellow now. We were so. minor Hornets fans. <sighs> well. Sucks, man. Yeah. It sucks, man. Oh, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We definitely have an awesome. Uh, I I sound so sad, but I, I am I am very hype. Uh, this oh, yeah. this Isaac Delgarian interview. Yeah, it was um, a short one, but I tell you what, shit's dope. It's really cool because first first fighter we've had on, so it's cool to see his like point of view on life's and we talked about life we talked about sports yeah the other side about, of the coin man yeah, it's the just, other it's always cool to hear about these things so definitely if you don't like me and jamie you can go ahead and skip us and then go to straight to the interview but we're not going to tell you when it is so you might as well just listen to the whole thing you probably should just listen to the whole thing i mean and you can hear us cry especially if you don't like the lakers NBA, yeah. Yeah. i mean that's one that's the other thing about uh the i didn't want lebron to lose so badly because then these lakers haters just Dude, start out of the all, all Twitter and all Instagram was is like they were just Jay waiting. Crowder saying oh, that, like, you know dude. it's just Jay Crowder can, he can kick rocks. He'll probably be on the fucking yeah, Kings next he'll be year. On a new team next year. Yep. Well, without further ado, Isaac Dolgarian brought to you by Rambo's Liquor. Uh, you guys are going to enjoy this one. Yes. Uh, I, 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 again, a guy, I'm not even uh, a huge uh, MMA fan, but I think I am now. I think I've definitely got a guy to root for, a local guy, um, a guy who's very down to earth, man. He, I, like I said, set very busy guy. All these, all these pro fighters, man, their day to day lives. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, no one it. could do. I mean, they, you gotta be a special if you're not training, you're, you know, you're watching every calorie that you put in your body. You're, you're trying to get some damn shut eye every now and then. Yeah. I mean, he even, I mean, he even goes into what, what he does on a day to day basis. So definitely give that a listen and, um, rate five star subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, we now welcome to the throwing fits podcast, Mr. Isaac Dolgarian undefeated professional MMA fighter fighting uh fighting from Kansas a local guy yes sir and yes, sir. uh we're very excited to have him on he's a really busy guy so um cut out a little time for us on his schedule and uh let's get down to it Isaac thanks for coming on man oh yeah thank you guys I appreciate it absolutely man so one thing I've always wondered 
about the MMA and about fighting in general, is there is there kind of the stigma around guys who fight featherweight versus guys who fight heavyweight? Like, do they think you guys are like just like scrawny little bitches versus they're just <laughs> fat slobs? Like, is there any, or is it just kind of a mutual respect thing? No, nah, man, it's a mutual respect. Uh, we all bring different things to the table. The bigger guys, they got that, that one punch smoker, you know, like they, they're playing uh, real chest, uh, real chess games. The, the lighter weights, on the other hand, they're action packed fights, you know, uh, we're all over the place, um, high speed, high pace, um, punches flying everywhere, just putting numbers out. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just two, di- two different styles. I definitely enjoy watching the lighter guys fly around. Yeah, I, and so I feel too. like you kind of have to have, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I feel like you have to have a little bit more maybe skill. Maybe you kind of have to work your way around versus the bigger guys are looking for that one knockout. They're looking for that puncher's chance kind of thing. Yep, I mean, I mean th- definitely every weight class is – like as they progress, the the guys get a little more powerful. Um, like you said, the big guys that they're really just looking for that that big shot. I mean, there's definitely uh, technical technical bigger guys, but for the most part, uh, they're throw, they're throwing heavy hands. Uh, us, us at the lighter weights, uh, we don't we have the ability to knock people out, but it's it's a little harder. You have to you have to set it up and make sure the people don't see it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So we know that you guys, you come from like a wrestling background and everything. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, do you bring in a lot of wrestling into your fight style in MMA or do you still like to square up a little bit? What's a, what's the deal? Yeah, man. So uh, I started wrestling when I was eight years old. Um, oh, yeah. And, and the first year I got into it, it turned out I ended up being pretty damn good. I qualified for the state tournament my first year. And then I ended up winning it, winning the state tournament my second year wrestling. So I was a natural talent at that. Um, stuck with it. I was a three-time state champion. Um, have six – I had eight state records. I think only six of them stand now. Damn, um, dude. But So I'm one of the best wrestlers to come out of the state of Kansas. Um, and then I progressed to college and uh, was a NCAA D2 finalist as a true freshman. Um, and then I started fighting. So um, in my fights, obviously, I have a great wrestling base. Um, so I definitely, I definitely use that when I have the opportunity. Now I've been looking to, I've been looking to find a, an opponent to bring out the striking in me, but I, I just haven't, I, ha- I haven't had the opportunity yet. Is that something you've worked on a lot? Like since you have that wrestling background, you've worked on more standing up, trying to throw blows. Definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, striking and jujitsu um, have been a, have been a big change in my game. Um, and I'm, I'm fairly good at both of them. So uh, I just keep looking to improve daily on, on the things that I haven't done my whole life. And uh, my, my wrestling will always be there as a backup. Dude, that's awesome. So that kind of goes into my next question. So like, what's your training regimen really look like on a day-to-day basis or like week to week? How do you kind of go about things? Yeah, man. So uh, I'm crazy busy. So like uh, Mondays, normally I'll have like a morning in the morning. In the morning, every single morning, we do uh, Monday through Saturday, we do a 10 a.m. session that's invite only. So it's uh, all professionals. We have a bunch of UFC fighters and stuff come in. So every morning I'm training then. Um, Normally before that on Mondays, I'll do like a one-on-one session with one of my coaches, whether it's pad work or just grappling. And then I'll go go get some work in. I do a bunch of different little odd jobs to make some money. And then I'll come back at 5.30. Now, like my Tuesday, Thursday schedule is ridiculous because um, I I have a 8 a.m. strength and conditioning. It goes from 8 to 9.15. And then I go 
straight over to Glory MMA, and I do a private session with one of my coaches, Jason High, um, from 9.30 to 10, and then I have practice from 10 to 11.30, um, and then any extra work after that. Then I go home for a couple hours, and then I come back, and I teach three to four hours of private lessons where I'm working with other athletes, um, teaching them wrestling or grappling. Oh, shoot, that's awesome. Um, anything like that. So I'll teach for three to four hours one-on-ones, and then I'll have my uh, night jujitsu class. So I train I train a minimum of twice a day, sometimes three, four times a day. Um, it really just depends on the, d- the day of the week, but I'm just crazy busy, always in there. Do you find time to sleep ever or eat maybe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I normally meal prep all my meals for the week and stuff uh, so I can eat on the go uh, just because I'm all, like I'm always on the move. I never have a chance to stop uh, going. I don't settle down until I'm in bed. So uh, Dude, there you go. You said uh, so you're always on the move. What are some of the kind of cooler places you've been able to go with this with this career? Uh, I mean, fighting wise, I've, I've only really fought in Kansas City so far, um, but eventually I'll as I win a couple more fights, I'll get, I'll get to the higher level and uh, get to travel more. Um, but I work a couple, I work a small job for, I, ha- I have like my own little business that I do um, where I sell like chocolates and I make bee supplies and stuff. But oh, shit. Dude, what's it called? Yeah, don't, hell don't yeah. Be yeah. Go ahead and plug Shout it. it out. I'm just, I'm just getting it started. So it's going to be called Marquine sweet shop. Um, I'm just getting it started. Um, but yeah, we're, we're starting to put stuff together for that. And, uh, it's going to be a good time, but I also go ahead. Man. Oh, I also work a, just a small job where I uh, transport vehicles um, for one of my coach, James Krause's friends. Um, I've got to travel the U S I've been to Oakland, Maine, Delaware, Florida, Houston, Damn. Uh, Montana, everywhere. So, and do you do all the banking and stuff for that? Uh, for the driving? No, for, for like mine? the, for your sweet shop. Do you do all the uh, cooking and stuff? Yeah, I do. I do everything for it. So I, oh, I make shit. All, the, all the gourmet chocolates and all that type of stuff. And then I have uh, three beehives um, down at my grandparents' house in Taylor, Kansas, um, that I I make honey supplies with. I make uh, honey and uh, beeswax candles and stuff like that. Dude, that's fucking um, dope. You might be pretty yeah, cool. You might be the most diverse individual yeah, I've ever I'm talked saying. to. You, yeah, you I do a crush lot, skulls by day. You're keeping track of bees and faking chocolates at night. I mean. You, yeah, you, got, you got all the bases covered. <laughs> I got a huge garden. I'm in. I, I'm, I'm a super naturalist. I like doing stuff. And I taught myself how to do everything. You know, I never had anyone there to teach me how to do basic things. So I, I learned from a young age how to how to do it myself. Dude, that's I, I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, I got to be honest with you, man. One thing I'm really curious about, and maybe there isn't an individual out there, but in like, you know, let's say the second grade even maybe, was there – a guy who you beat the shit out of so badly to the point where you're like, I might be able to make some decent coin off of this. Or was it always (laughs) just kind of like, I've been a wrestler, that kind of thing. Man. I mean, I got in a couple, couple little fights out uh, like in school and stuff when I was younger. uh, I remember one dude, he was, uh, he was bullying my friend, my friend, uh, Dusty. He was a little, he was a little overweight, you know, a little chubby kid. We're all, we're all young and this uh, new kid came to school and he started bullying him really bad. And he was like crying and stuff. So I met the dude out by the bus and, and we got, a, <laughs> we got a, we got a crack in and I won, but I got in a lot of trouble cause I ended up breaking the dude's nose, I guess. Oh, <laughs> shit. And it was from that point on, you were like, I'm going to be good at this. Make money. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I grew up in combat sports, you know, like I, I played football and soccer a little bit, but I didn't really like the team aspect of sports just because I hate relying on other people to, to win. You know, I like one-on-one combat sports where there's no one to blame. There's no one to point fingers at. It's just you and another person. Dude, I get that. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. That kind of it's a, it's a it's a different feeling, man. Like, uh, I mean, I love watching football and stuff. Don't get me wrong, I love watching it. It's a it's a fun sport as well. But there's just nothing. There's nothing like competing against another person that's uh, trained to beat you. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So basically, like when you're, what's like that feeling you get like walking up to like when your walk up songs playing, you're about to enter in the octagon. What's that like? How do, can you describe that feeling? Because I always think like, damn, dude, when you're squaring up with somebody, you're looking them eye to eye. Like, I don't know, like, would it be a little nerve wracking or are you just like ready? Like, let's get this shit going. Let me beat this dude's ass. Well, I mean, every you're going to have nerves like your uh, your instincts kind of take over. And um, like, believe it or not, we're all we're all built that fighter instinct. Um, but some people don't know how to control it. You know, some people the the nervousness gets to them and and they'll they won't perform in that moment you know you just have to learn you have to learn to be okay with with that moment and uh because it's never going to go away you know that feeling that feeling you get before uh if i had to describe it you know it kind of like i just get the chills just thinking about it you know yeah it's like it's the most eerie feeling like all of a sudden uh they call your name and you come walking out of the back and they hit you with these bright lights you know and uh, you walk out there. Next thing you know, your shirt's off and you're in a cage staring across from this guy that you don't have any beef with, you know, for the most exactly. part. Most of the guys. So, and, then, and then next thing you know, they do the announcements and it feels like it happens in, in a flash. And next thing you know, you just hear, you hear that bell ring and it's just on. Hell yeah, dude. It's, just, it's it's such a crazy, it's so cool to me. I've really gotten yeah. into MMA a lot lately, like the past year or two, not like doing it myself, but just watching it a lot more. So it's always, it's definitely a question that crossed my mind. So I'm glad that you were able, able to hop on. You're our first, like, we've had like football players on and like people that used to play basketball and stuff, but like, you're our first yeah. MMA fighter at all. So it's pretty cool getting to talk to you about it. You definitely got too. two new fans. I'll tell yeah, you that. Absolutely, right. man. That's um, Isaac, my next question for you, man, I, there's a lot, it's more lately than, than, uh, maybe when we were growing up, but there's this real big concern about like, what's going to happen. What are the long-term effects of, you know, repeated head hits repeatedly getting your face smashed in all this other stuff. Does any of that ever cross your mind? Do you ever think long-term or is it one day at a time? Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely do think long-term and that's kind of why I train as hard as I do. Like, you see a lot of a lot of I train harder than a lot of pros, a lot of people that are that are in the UFC, you know, because um, I know I have to build these skills to not not be getting hit all the time, you know, and it takes it takes years to build these type of skills to to make these split second reactions. You know, it's, it's not you, if you're thinking it's too late, you know, it has to be your body has to has to move uh, subconsciously. So that's the biggest thing to me. But uh i don't i don't know man like i i was just i was born for this you know like to me oh, yeah. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't matter what the like we're gonna get hurt it's part of the sport you know so a lot, a lot of people but it's just it's hard to, it's hard to watch man like a lot of people they like to see people get knocked out you know that's hard for me to watch just because um i i've seen my friends get knocked out and stuff like that and it's just not it's not pretty like we're all people but that's that's what we sign up for 
Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it comes with the territory, I guess, you know, you're, would, what would you say that it's more important being able to throw a punch or being able to avoid getting hit by a punch? Um, I feel like they kind of both go hand in hand, you know, like if if you, it's okay, you can hit somebody, but what happens if they don't go away? You know, what happens, what happens if they're just a stubborn motherfucker and like (laughs) they, they don't care how many times you hit them. They, their will to win is is overpowering yours, you know. So you got to be able to hit them and, and get out of the way because if you hit them and you stay right where you're at, you're going to get cracked. Have you fought any dudes that you just keep hitting and hitting and hitting and they just will not go down? Uh, yeah. Well, my first pro fight um, I had, I fought this uh, the scrappy little uh, Mexican fighter. Um, his name was, I forget his first name, something Hernandez, um, uh, Sam Hernandez. Uh he he was a decent fighter you know not anything super special but he 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 was scrappy for sure and i mean i was hitting this dude with uh some hard elbows and the dude was still like i'm on top of him and he's still trying to hit me from the bottom you know and like he's bleeding all over the place he has like four cuts and he's still trying to hit me from the bottom and it's just like bro you're crazy as hell like (laughs) you know like so some people have that in them they're they'll fight until they they quit moving so how did you win your first fight? Was that by submission or knockout or what? Uh, my first, my professional fight? Yeah, your first professional fight. Uh, my first professional fight I won uh, by T- TKO uh, via strikes. I got you. So, yeah, I was. So you got them eventually, right? Elbows. Yeah, I was dropping some heavy elbows, um, cut them a few times real bad and uh, just caused a lot of panic. And he tried to make me choke him, but I didn't take his neck and just kept throwing punches and stuff. Uh-huh. And the ref ended up stopping the fight, so. Is there ever a time where you start to feel like bad for an opponent where you're like, man, I'm kind of beating the shit out of this dude. Like his, his side needs to throw in the towel already, or I'm going to kill him. Yeah. So, um, in the moment, man, it's, it's thrill of the kill. It's thrill. The, it's, it's the thrill of the chase, man. Like, yeah, I love, I love it in the moment. Um, afterwards I get home and that next week, honestly, like I feel kind of bad, like a little depressed, kind of bad, but yeah, too, yeah. like, because I, I know that they're people, they have families, families at home too, you know? Exactly. And, uh, so it, it's hard to do that to someone. But again, you know, if he had any opportunity at all, he would have done it to me. So that's what kind of, that's kind of what gets me through it. Like we, we both signed a contract to do this and, uh, and put on a show for the fans. So that's Kill or be killed, do. you know? Yeah. It's, that's facts. Yeah. That's facts, dude. It's, it's it's a it's a hard subject for me, man. Because like sometimes I'll be like super depressed afterwards. But it's it's this how it is, you know. Like I'm, I try to be a good person. I don't like beating people up. But in in the moment when the lights are on, lights, camera, action, you know, uh, yep. that's why that's where I thrive. That's where I live. So. Hell yeah, bro. I'm definitely, uh, so I'm definitely curious once you started your professional career and I, this has always been like rumored or maybe it is fact. I don't even know. Did you have to register your hands as weapons or your, or your, or or is that just a fairy tale? Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure if you get in a fight as a professional, you'll get in a lot more trouble. You get like charged right away or something like with probably like lose your, your license. So there's no line at the DMV where it's like, here's where you get your license. Here's where you register your hands as weapons. None of that. No, that'd be pretty funny if they had one. Though. <laughs> Specifically just for that shit. Dude, that's awesome. So another thing I wanted to ask. So like, 
A lot of people, I feel like when you, I watch a lot of interviews with people just in different sports and stuff. Some of them are like, you can't like say like an NBA player, like they'll talk about how they can't stop watching NBA. Like when they go home, that's all they do that, this and that. So I wanted to ask you, like you're a professional fighter. Do you like study the game at all times? Like if there's ever like a UFC pay-per-view event, are you always watching it? Or are you kind of like just when I'm in the gym, I'm working. And when I'm out of it, I'm just kind of stay, keep my blinders on. No, nah, man, uh, this, this is my life. Like, this, Hell yeah. this is what, this is what I do. So, uh, yeah, you'll catch me watching every every event because I wanna I wanna see those guys because what I figured out is the gap between me and those guys it isn't because I've trained with a lot of UFC fighters the yeah. gap between me and them is isn't that much you know there's a few things that they do specifically but I can I watch those cards and I just imagine myself being present in that moment and I feel like that's gonna that's gonna manifest that moment to come exactly dude I I feel the same way so. Now that, like, so I know you watch it. So then if you had a dream fight, anybody, former or a professional fighter right now, dream fight, who would it be? Um, For me to fight at featherweight? Yeah, at your weight. And then we can do also at any weight. Um, At featherweight, probably, um, let's see. Possibly like Aldo, Jose Aldo. Yeah, somebody, okay, that's pretty cool. With a, Legend. Very name, you know, somebody, somebody that's cool. I'm not. I mean, I'm not ready for that yet, but I yeah. will be in a couple of years. Um, out, outside of my weight, you know, it'd be an honor to to grace the octagon with like uh, Anderson Silva or a Khabib Nurmagomedov. Get like goats. Like, I got you. Yeah, I feel like that. Just those are those are guys that I I grew up watching or model my style off of a lot and just to be able to to share that moment with those guys um, is something that uh, a very few, like only like less than 1% of people get to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you'd ever be interested in would be going up in weight class or is it, I mean, I know, I understand it's, it's incredibly difficult to both get there and then maintain it, but is that something you would ever be willing to do? Uh, I mean, right now I'm on the smaller side at my weight class. Um, I don't really cut a lot of weight to make 45 uh once i get to that higher tier possibly in the ufc i'll probably end up as a fan of weight so at 135 oh, yeah man i uh do you have any fights coming up is there anything any how do we watch you man what how yeah, can so, we plug you yeah so my last two fights are on ufc fight pass only so you have to download the app um i think it's like 12 dollars a month you can check me out on there also you get like all the it has like all the ufc fights ever on there so it's a really it's yeah. like, like it's like netflix but of ufc fights um, oh yeah so you can watch me there um my next fight i don't have anything officially scheduled right now because i just fought like three four weeks ago um but i might i might be fighting july 30th it's kind of undecided yet um, yeah for FPC. it's going to be in independence missouri um that'll be july 30th so i'll either be on that card or i'll be up later in the year but uh, nothing scheduled at this point in time. How long, how long in advance are these things usually scheduled? Man, I've had one scheduled, um, anywhere from like 10 weeks to 14 days, you know, Dang. two weeks days. to Ooh, two weeks yeah. to prepare for somebody. But that's the thing is I'm like, I train every day. Like I don't, a lot of these guys, they train and then they fight and then they don't train until they have another fight. You know, I train year round every single day. So I'm always ready to go. 
um, at any moment in time. As long as I don't have any uh, injuries going on, um, we're ready to rock. It's cool. So you, you're based in Kansas City. Like you train out of here, everything in Kansas City. Yep, I grew I grew up in Can, uh, around Kansas City. I grew up. Uh, I was born in Fort Scott, Kansas. Grew up in Paola, Kansas, and then once I got to high school, um, I started running around Kansas City, Casey Mo, uh, and living up here. And then uh, now I now I live in Kansas City, Missouri, South Casey Mo, and uh, train in Lee Summit at Glory MMA. That's cool. Hence the nickname, right? The Midwest Chopper. Yes, sir. So where exactly does that come from? Uh, they kind of gave it to me because the way I was cut, chopping people up, you know, like it yeah. just fits my style. Like that's so uh, badass. I'm yeah, super fast paced. I'm super fast paced. I'm gonna try to hurt you. I'm dropping elbows, hard punches. You know, just trying to finish the fight. So that's why they called me the Midwest Chopper. Uh, if you look at all my uh, opponents, um, I've only been in the. I haven't got out of the first round so far, and all my opponents um, within the first minute. You know, I normally draw blood. So. Dude, yeah, that's cool. I watched your last fight, like not all of it, but I got to see the highlights, and you definitely beat the shit out of that dude. So, and it was pretty quick. So that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, man. Hey, we don't want to stay there for the whole time if we don't have to. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. We'll take them however we get them. Just surrender as fast as you can. Yeah. Get that check and get out. Exactly. You don't want to spend time in there. Exactly. Nope, nope, nope. Well, Isaac, we know you're a busy guy, man. We won't uh, we won't keep you too long. Um, oh, yeah. Again, man, we really appreciate you cutting yeah, out a little time thank for you, us. Man. Yeah. Anytime, you've made man. a you've definitely made a couple more fans. You're I mean, I don't have a favorite MMA fighter, but I do now. I mean, dude, you're 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 the man. So. Hell yeah, let's go. We certainly uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Is there any 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 other thing you'd like to tell us? Anything anywhere we could find you? Yeah, man, just uh, give me a follow uh, on Instagram. My Instagram is uh, Isaac underscore Dolgarian. Um, just give me a follow on there. Check me out. I'm always posting content. Um, I got one of the best uh, videographers in Kansas City um, with uh, the Fresh Media. Uh, they do a good job covering all my stuff, uh, all my fights and my training schedules and stuff like that. So uh, just give me a follow. Check me out. Dude, that's awesome, man. We definitely got to stay in touch. You definitely got to hop back on whenever you can. Hell yeah, most definitely. All right, man, we appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Bye. Uh, Again, we thank Isaac Dulgarian for sitting down with us on Throwing Fits. Uh, Me and Monica had a blast. Uh, Definitely some really cool insight there. You know, you wouldn't see that side of of an MMA fighter. You would just think that they crush skulls and go to bed and and think nothing of it. But definitely really cool that he kind of uh, he kind of sees the other side of it, you know. So, uh, again, we really appreciate him sitting down with us. Um, Rate five stars, guys. We appreciate you listening always. Um, Definitely going to try and have another guest on next week. Uh, maybe talk some playoffs. Uh, maybe hopefully one of our bandwagons is still there. The way it's been going so far, you, probably not. Um, that will probably be Nets fans. Who knows? Um, Ray five stars. And uh, go Chiefs.